Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And in this episode, I'm going to explore with you the history of the Binder family in Battle Creek, Michigan. So let's go back in time where it all began in 1854 in Germany. Come along and join me. So Robert Binder was born in Germany in 1854, and when he was 19 years old, he came to the United States. And after staying a short time in New York City, he moved to Ann Arbor, where he remained only about a few years. And then from there, he went over to Detroit, and eventually he moved to Jackson, where he got involved with the retail meat business in Jackson, Michigan. And somewhere in the late 1870s, he moved to Battle Creek, Michigan, and established a meat market here in Battle Creek. And it actually flourished and prospered, and it became quite a success in the community. And he was considered to be quite a capable manager of the business, and it grew over time. And of course, his family grew. He had two sons, and his sons joined him in the business. One of his sons was Charles Binder, and his other son was John Binder. And both worked in the meat business with him. Now, originally, the meat store or the retail meat store was located on Jefferson Avenue in downtown Battle Creek, and it was established there in 1879. And the business grew to being one of the largest meat retail stores in the state of Michigan. He also established a farming operation, and a lot of that farming operation provided him with meats for his meat store, uh, especially chickens and beef and that sort of thing. He also owned a brick manufacturing business in Coffeyville, Kansas, and that was quite a operation unto itself, and he would periodically go visit Coffeyville and check in on the brick manufacturing business that he owned. And when he would leave town, his sons would run the meats business here in Battle Creek for him. And in 1909, he was visiting his business in Coffeyville and had a stroke and he passed away and unfortunately it was at a time when there was a lot of flooding going on so they were having difficulty communicating and they finally got a call back to Battle Creek and spoke with John and let him know and the brother Charles went to Coffeyville in a hurry trying to get to see his father before he passed away but he was unfortunately delayed in Marceline Missouri trying to get to Coffeyville Kansas because of the flooding a lot of the roads and transportation systems were bogged down he wasn't able to get there before his dad passed away but the two brothers took over the meat business back in Battle Creek and John and Charles ran it together for a number of years in 1887, they moved the meat business to 34 East Michigan Avenue in Battle Creek. And that today would be right next door to the present-day Cricket Club in downtown. Now, I don't think the original building is there anymore. It was probably rebuilt at a later date. But they had a small um, plant in the back with a refrigerator and packing rooms and the rear of the building became a six-story structure at one point and in addition to the retail store and they continued to have the large holdings of farmland in the area 
In later years, Charles would give interviews to the paper, and he would recall that he first picked out chickens for his father at his market when he was as little as uh, three years old. So he'd been working at the meat market with his dad since the age of three. And in those early days, he grew up in the family home on Michigan Avenue. And he was 16 years old when he permanently began working at his father's market. And when his father passed away, John and himself took over the business and they divided up the firm's operations. And that was in 1909. And they continued working together, pretty much in harmony, running the business, until John passed away on Thanksgiving morning in 1934. And at that point, Charles took over as head of operations for the meat company. And he continued to be active in that company until it was sold in 1955. And it was sold to a cold water company, which had taken over as Binder Quality Foods. The firm at that point had been in operation in the family for 75 years in the Battle Creek area, which is quite something. Now, during the years that Charles was there, a tradition among the friends and associates of Charles Binder was to have a celebration for his birthday at the meat market. And it was an event by which it was a long understanding that the practice was treated as a surprise party. And old friends just happened to be in the store at the proper time with a lighted birthday cake that was brought out, although, you know, he was not active in the business at the time. He celebrated his 77th birthday at the store a year before he died. So every year they held a surprise party for Charles Binder. And every year he pretended to be totally surprised that he wasn't expecting it. And the the staff just continually always organized this wonderful uh, birthday surprise for him and they'd have a cake brought out it was just a kind of a fun tradition an interesting little anecdote about the history of the binder meat market now charles married cecilia waters in june of 1903 and charles would also serve as the director of the old national city bank And he began serving in that capacity in 1909, succeeding his father after his father passed away. And he continued on that board throughout its various name changes. And in 1945, he was elected chairman of the board of the Michigan National Bank in Battle Creek. And he remained on that board until the year that he had passed away. He died in 1956. And an interesting thing about some of the history of the family was that they were quite wealthy. They had all of these holdings and land that they'd built up. And, of course, he and his brother had inherited the company that his father had built. And then I guess when his brother passed away, he took over ownership of the meat market and probably many much of the holdings that John had as well. So when Charles passed away, Cecilia was quite wealthy and had a lot of assets and she was getting older herself and so she presented to the city a 618 acre tract of land which became Binder Park and although she and Charles never had any children she was very fond of children and she wanted to do something for them so she donated this park and wanted the city to establish this massive 618-acre park, 
And it became a popular place for outdoor activities, and there was a lot of downhill sledding during those times. And up till a few years ago, they were still sledding over at the Binder Park Golf Course. The land was eventually converted after she died in 1963 to become the Binder Park Golf Course. That was a project that had begun when she was still alive. And a decade later, the city began to introduce plans to establish a zoo in the area in 1973, and Binder Park was selected as the site for where the zoo would become uh, established. So the zoo would eventually make a partial opening on Memorial Day in 1977. And so it was in full operation by June of that year. And if you live in the Battle Creek area, or maybe you've visited the Battle Creek area, one of the great places to visit, especially during the summertime, is the Binder Park Zoo. And they've grown over the years, adding different animal exhibits, as well as a lot of different updates to the zoo with a big... uh, carousel and they've got some meeting places out there and there's a lot of different animal exhibits that's been added and they have some educational programs and so binder park zoo has become quite an institution since the 1970s when it was first established in the area so battle creek today has a lot to thank the binder family for and had cecilia binder not contributed that land to the city We would not have a golf course out there, nor would we have a zoo. The zoo may have been relocated somewhere else in town. That would have been an interesting thing to explore and find out what would have happened with that. Now, although it's known as Binder Park within the community, Cecilia specifically wanted it named Charles Binder Park to be a living memorial to her husband. And she spent a lot of her long life doing many unpublicized acts of kindness and philanthropy in the community. And even in the later years of her poor health, she still never lost interest in the park and often made every possible visit that she could to go visit the site and watch children play. So she left quite a living legacy to her husband. Now, out at Binder Park, there is a boulder with a copper marker, and that marker was put there in November of 1963, and it was paying tribute to the late Mr. and Mrs. Charles R. Binder. And it was attached to a huge boulder, and there was a special ceremony when it was dedicated. And there was a 24 by 30 inch plaque on it that bore the inscription, This park was given to the city of Battle Creek by Cecilia M. Binder, widow of Charles Binder, in his memory, and with the hope that it may be used to provide wholesome, healthful recreation in a natural setting to residents of the Battle Creek area and to visitors from elsewhere. Charles Binder was born March 22, 1878, and died November 6, 1956, during his lifetime He achieved outstanding success as a merchant, banker, and a respected leader of the community. And that's what the inscription reads on there. So I have not gone looking for this marker out at the Binder Park Golf Course, or and I'm not exactly sure where that marker is located. My assumption is it's over in the golf course area, perhaps near the front entrance or near the uh, clubhouse area out there. Now, going back to the death of his brother, John Binder, in 1934, John had been his partner 
and when he passed away, it was due to a heart attack, and he had been um, at work on Thanksgiving Day. He had gone up to the upstairs office above their store, and he had had some health issues before, and apparently when he got up the stairs, he had um, tried to make it to a small back office and lie down on a cot, what they estimated it had happened and he didn't make it. He had a heart attack, and they found him on the floor of the small adjoining room. And when they finally found him, he had already passed away, so he had died on Thanksgiving Day. Now, there's a lot of mentions in his obituary article that was written about him that mentions the family had a large holding with a cattle farm that had well over a thousand head of cattle, and there were also some holdings that they had up near Clear Lake, which would have been north of Bailey Park or near Bailey Park area, all the way up uh, north of Bailey Park as well. So they um, both possessed a, an unusual business ability, both Charles and John, and they seemed to work great together as a tandem. And, and Charles was the overall business director, and John was the sales manager and floor man that dealt with the customers and handled the daily operation of the meat market. And John was described as a man that had an unusual gift for making friends and keeping customers happy, and he was uh, kind of a highlight to the downtown community. And he and his brother were active in the community in different social clubs and organizations. John was involved with the Knights of Pythias, um, which is an organization that comes up quite a bit during that time period. And they were both Masons, and they were active with the Knights of Templar and that sort of thing, different organizations in the area. Charles was considered a little bit more of a quiet man, but a very dedicated businessman, and he was quite an active member of the Chamber of Commerce and other civic committees in the area, and he was active in the local Rotary Club. So Robert Binder, he's buried at Oak Hill Cemetery, as is John Binder, Charles Binder's brother, and Charles Binder and Cecilia are buried at Memorial Park Cemetery in Battle Creek. Charles had been the older brother. He was born in 1878, and John was born a year later in 1879. They also had a sister, Lillian, and she lived in the community as well. She's buried at Oak Hill Cemetery. They also had another younger brother who was born in 1886, but he died at the age of about six or seven years old and he's buried at the Oak Hill Cemetery alongside the rest of the family. And their mother was Teresa Binder, and I don't know a lot about her. She was also from Germany and had been with Robert when they moved. They got married in 1877, right around the time that they had uh, moved to the United States, and she was with him the whole time with the business years. But she had passed away at a young age, of 35 in 1892. So the latter years of Robert Binder's life, he did not uh, have Teresa around, the mother of his children. But that's going to conclude today's journey through history, looking at the Binder family that had such a profound impact on the community in the business world during their time, as well as their legacy that was left behind that we today in Battle Creek have as 
the Binder Park Golf Course and Binder Park, as well as the Binder Park Zoo. So it's kind of a fascinating story. I like to occasionally do stories like this that explore individual families that we become so familiar with the name, but a lot of people don't know the story or history behind them. So it was a German family that had been quite industrious in the community, and they had a meat business for many years, as well as some agricultural farms and some of that land, which was eventually turned over to the city, was probably some of their original farmland and for the cattle and for poultry and whatnot. So that concludes today's journey through history. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me at michaeldelaware.com. You can always send me a message out through that website and it will get to me. And I'm always happy to hear from my listeners. If you'd like to support the work that I'm doing here, you can always make a donation on that uh, website in the top title bar, and there's a link to do so. And if you know if somebody would be interested in advertising on my podcast, I'd love to advertise some local businesses. There's some information about that as well. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past, thank you for listening. 